Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to your tech report. Welcome to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. I am Mark Aflalo in Montreal. Thank you guys for being here. Follow along all our social media. It's at your tech report, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Lots of fun stuff there for you to uh, view, for you to enjoy. Mitchell. Um, yes. What an exciting. I, I love this. The summer seems like there's a little bit of a lull, a little lull. We talk about this. It was a bit more exciting this year because things were released. Amazon had some fun stuff earlier in the summer, but now yep. it's here. We've had the it's Note Apple 10 time. and the 10 Plus <laughs> a couple yeah, weeks back. True. But Tuesday, which is the 10th of September, yep. Apple is going to be announcing new iPhones. Now, of course, no one <sighs> ever knows that for sure, right? They could surprise us. Oh, they us. are. Come on. Uh, but they this is to. the time of year that they're bring, bringing us new phones. Um, there is some speculation that we may also see some updates along the lines of a new MacBook Pro 16-inch. I'm doubtful of that. Um, there's but you'd some be excited rumors. if it actually happened. You're, doub- oh, if you, you're listen, doubting it, but you'd be thrilled. Anytime that an actual surprise comes from any of these big names, especially Apple, <laughs> um, any anytime, uh, you know, an, an unexpected surprise, I get excited about it. So, right. Um, at least the possibility of it. So if there were other announcements like an Apple Watch or, you know, the new MacBook Pro 16-inch, especially because I'm in the market for a new one, I, right. I get excited. I get excited. So, you know, what excites you about this? Is it just the prospect of, of a new phone because it's been two years since you updated like me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to let everyone know who's listening, maybe for the first time or forgot about our adventures, normally Mark and I are the, the, the shameless we must get a new fi- iPhone every year, guys. And last year was the first time that Mark and I broke this vicious cycle and said, <laughs> you know what? We are not getting the new iPhone 10s and 10s Plus because they are not different enough from the 10 or big enough of a departure from the 10 in terms of performance and features to warrant us spending another, you know, 10 or $1,200 or, you know, 14 or $1,500 Canadian. So, you know, we held off. So, yes, Mark, this year... Regardless, I'm very excited about the new iPhone. Now, here, it, and I, I've mentioned this on the show before, but it, it's, it bears mentioning again. From what we're hearing, which is really kind of sad and frustrating, you're hearing people in the, in the industry, a lot of reviewers, a lot of tech folks saying, hey, what's really exciting is what's coming in 2020, which is so upsetting because this is not an S year. This is not an incremental update year. This is a major update year. We had last year was the S bump in features. This is supposed to be a big departure in terms of design feature set. So I'm a little bummed that I'm hearing 2020 is the thing to wait for since, you know, that it it doesn't make sense. But I'm still really excited for getting my hands on a new device with a crazy new camera system as ugly as it might be. And it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, okay? Yeah. When we first saw the current generation, you know, iPhone ten, I guess it was, and yeah. we saw that dual camera system with that hump, we thought that was ugly, too. Not as... Yeah. yeah. 
Not, 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 as, as ugly, not ugly is more inconvenient. I'd say it was inconvenient because of the bump. It was in, in an otherwise marked sleek and gorgeous device. You had this bump on the back that unless you had a case on it, and in some cases even when you did have a case on it, would create this wobbly thing if you tried to put it down. So I wouldn't say it was ugly. This year defines ugly for me. This year defines ugly. And let's describe it. I mean, we're, we're expecting this this square, this rounded square area on the upper yeah. left-hand portion of the iPhone, the back of the iPhone, that's going to house the camera system, which is going to be three cameras, plus flash, plus all these I mean, ambient light sensors, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And yep. that's pretty much the only aesthetic change we're expecting from this device, other than the fact that some materials might change. You might have thinner materials to make it a little bit lighter, hopefully. You know, hopefully, we're going to see yeah. a bigger battery. We're going to see, obviously, the adoption of newer chipsets and, of course, different modems and stuff like that in the device that will overall make it a better technological advancement, right? Yeah. Yes, that's very true. So we're going to see advancements in different areas, maybe not woo-ha kind of advancements, but yay, you know, polite, you know, opera applause. But, you know, you mentioned the battery. The battery is sort of a mixed bag for me because if you notice, Mark, that in recent years, when Apple has updated their iPhones, we've seen incremental battery bumps. I'm getting emotional again over the years, sorry. Uh, We've seen incremental battery bumps, right? But what we always see is they always add new features that require more power. So they bump up the battery, and their biggest selling point is now you're getting all these new features with the same great battery life. That's been their new thing. Have you noticed that? Over the last several years, they bump up the power needs for the phone. So when they increase the battery size, they're just getting, you know, we're just getting uh, more power, but no no decrease in battery. That's what we're saying. We're getting no decrease in battery life. I want an increase. I want to see an increase in performance well, and an increase in battery life. You're going to see an increase in performance for sure, but here's how you're going to see an increase in battery life, Mitchell, and that's by getting yourself the Plus model with the larger screen. And that's something I'm actually yeah, well, quite looking that, yeah. forward to because I didn't me too. I didn't get it last time, and, and I look over at my wife, and she sits there with her, her 8 Plus, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I, I kind of I missed, I missed that form factor, although I enjoy the screen size and the and the form factor in my hands today. Let's let's review something that was uh, was released earlier this week. There was a leak an internal document from Apple that kind of, you know, made its way on the interwebs talking Shocking. about or confirming three devices, okay, for next week. Okay. We're going to yeah. see the iPhone 11 Pro, which is going by the code name D42, right. The iPhone 11 Pro Max, which is going to go D43, so that's going to be the larger one, and another okay. one, an iPhone 11 that's going by the nickname of N104. All of which are going to come out of the box with iOS 13.1 and with a little <laughs> incremental update to iOS 13.0, um, 1.0, or something like that, um, you know, c- come October. So three devices, two of which we pretty much know about. We're not really sure what that iPhone 11 and N104 is. Is that like the... Oh, I can tell you what that is. Is that like the XR version, like the, the dumbed-down version, the cheaper yeah. version that's going to yeah, be under $1,000? Exactly. So basically, the they're trying to avoid confusion because uh, you know in in the previous generation we had the 10R, you know we had the 10S, we had the 10S Plus. So we're trying to get away from you know the confusing nomenclature for these different devices. So, like you said, the R line of phones will now become this traditional iPhone 11. Okay. okay. The 10 line of phones. You know, with the with the bigger OLEDs, you know, with the OLED screen, 
uh, and more camera features. Because what we're hearing is the regular 11, which pre- the artist previously known as the R series, <laughs> is going to be bumped from one camera to two cameras, right? Yes. And the 10 series now to become the uh, the 11 Pro and Pro Max, that's going to go from two cameras to three cameras, right? So that's really going to be the differentiating point. The standard, you know, the R is going to become the standard iPhone, and the higher end 10s and S Plus are going to become known as the Pro line. I think that's going to be exactly what it is. Now, while there was some conversation about this phone potentially switching from Lightning to USB-C, which we know is an right. inevitability. It's um, coming eventually. Yeah. yeah. What we do hear is that it's going to ship with a USB-C to Lightning cable with a new adapter that's USB-C. So that's kind of solidifying it, especially if you look at their Mac lineup and all their latest computers with more and more older generation computers being you know, named obsolete. These new ones all have USB-C, so it's a natural progression to include that kind of cable. Plus, a lot of people have the other one if they need it, right? Exactly. And I think what this is, what you're seeing is basically Apple sort of answering, or again, a little too little, a little too late, in my opinion, for certain features, answering the Samsungs and the Huawei's and the different manufacturers that have fast charging in a lot yes. of their devices. Uh, meaning that, you know, if you charge for what, 15 minutes, you can get <clears throat> something crazy like, <clears throat> again, emotion, on the, sorry. On the, on the P30 Pro, uh, it, uh, 15 minutes, I think, gives you about 47%. Or something like that, but it's an incredibly like when you plug that charger in, and I, you know what I have it right here. So the actual charger right. itself is it's called the Supercharge, and it's a uh, it's a forty watt charger. And wow! It goes from zero to like fifty really really fast in under I'd half like, an hour. It's crazy. I'd love to see that technology here on on the iPhone eleven. Plus, we're hearing that we're going to have the ability to charge other devices. So like your AirPods case finally will have a purpose to have that wireless charging on that AirPods case because you'll be able to hold it onto your phone and actually charge that. But but here's the thing. What they're not prom and by the way, that's something that we're only that allegedly you're only going to see on the Pro line. That feature is not yeah, coming correct. to the standard 11, formerly known as the R. Uh, it gets a little confusing. Yes, it does. Um, um, so that that is only going to be on the Pro phones, but what we're also hearing, Mark, and again, as Mark said, and as I'm saying, disclaimer city here, these are only rumors, is that you may only be able to charge something like AirPods, a smaller device, and it's not going to be designed to charge another phone like the Samsung devices are designed to do. So in those great Samsung ads, when somebody, I guess an iPhone person is running out of battery, takes their phone, puts it on top of their, you know, or maybe it's another Samsung phone, and puts it on top of their phone, you can charge phone to phone. We're not hearing that that's, we're for sure that that's what's going to happen. You may only be able to charge accessories like the AirPods with a charging case. Just, Just saying. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I really do. It's a cool trick. It really is a cool party trick. Um, I've enjoyed demonstrating it to people when I use the Huawei and being able to kind of hold the iPhone against it. So it's it's a cool party trick. I I think that it's useful when you lose charge. But it, let's not forget the fact that the bat the case itself for the AirPods is like that's supposed to be your backup battery for the AirPods. Exactly. Anyway. So well, I mean, that's what I'm saying is if that's if that's all it can do, to me it ceases to be useful because yeah. as you said, Mark, the battery pack built into the charger is already good for what, like four full recharges of your AirPods? For, to me, like when my daughter Samantha, when she's she's her phone is always on like twelve percent. This girl's <laughs> gotta get off her phone. It's always on twelve percent no matter what. So for me, it's like, oh Sam, just give me your phone and piggyback on daddy's phone for ten minutes and get a charge enough to get you home. You yeah, know, for me that has more value. So for me, being able to actually charge a phone with your phone has much more value 
than being able to charge my wireless, you know, head, you know, earbud case. You know, that's just for me personally. But I'm sure other people will be like, hey, I can charge my AirPods and listen for another 22 hours if I need to. Now, uh-huh. here's a question for you. So, so um, I, I'm trying to think back to previous years and the the current generation Apple Watch, which is the Apple Watch Series 4. Right. It, it was unveiled at the same event last year, was it not? When I, when oh, I look geez, online, it says, it says it was released in September, and there was only one one September event in in 2018. Yeah, so it must have been that one. Yeah, it, it says here one. it came out the September 2018, the same day as the iPhone uh, XS and the XS Max. So, I mean, the odds are pretty good that we're going to see the next iteration of the Apple Watch as well as Series 5. Oh, that'd I, be weird. Yeah, I mean, but I don't, I don't suspect it's going to be a major increase. I think what's happening here is we're seeing Apple force the marketplace to change and and change the expectations of what to expect hardware wise. The reason everybody says wait till twenty twenty. Number one, it's just a cop out because we don't know what's coming in twenty twenty. It could no, be twenty twenty one. You know, that we're going to see <laughs> a five G iPhone. You know, the, Apple's never been quick to adopt these brand new technologies before they're really ripe in the market. What's the point right. of having a five G phone before you can even use it in your city, right? Well, you, you just, you know what, you just led me into something, like not a mini rant, but something I wanted to make clear to the people that are listening to the to the show or listening to us on podcast, however you're listening to us. Um, everyone's talking about 5G and how Apple, like you said, is usually a little late to the game and, you know, until until it's a viable technology. I wouldn't until even, we I wouldn't even it call right. it late to the game. I think they're just cautiously yeah. optimistic they're, they're about cautious, it, you know? Yeah, and in this case, you know, there, are, there have been other things, Mark, that Apple has been late to the game with. Okay, let's admit it. There are a lot of features that Apple doesn't oh, put in, and then everyone is exactly like scraps they throw to their user base. Like, oh, we finally have this, and Samsung users are laughing, saying, ah, "We've had that for two years. You guys are idiots." When it comes to five G, though, I totally understand what Apple is saying and what they're doing because if you look around, five G has. Ve- I mean, there are very few cities throughout North America, throughout the world right now that have five G. Very few cities. It's still in its infant infancy. So to spend money sourcing a product. Creating a product that is meant to use a technology that is barely ro- that it's barely rolled out in the world is kind of silly. So I'm on Apple's side now. In in addition to the fact that 5G technology still is not what it should be in terms of the towers or transmitters that are being placed throughout the world, because these things require proximity, and a lot of cases they require line of sight. And in yeah. order to have proximity and line of sight coverage for a new technology, you have to put up so many towers. The infrastructure has to be so solid, so robust, and we're not. We're nowhere near being there yet. So the fact that Apple is holding off on doing phones that take advantage of a technology that really doesn't exist in its proper form yet, yeah. I'm a, I don't mind that Apple doesn't have yeah, it in their I'm phones yet. In fact, to, yeah, to me, it's more of a bragging point for phones that have it because you can't you can barely use it. So I just wanted to rant a little bit about 5G. So we've got phones. We've got potential of the Apple Watch, which I think we'll probably see an update. I, re- I really think you know there has to be something substantial enough to justify adding something like the Apple Watch Series 5 to a keynote like this. And I don't know what that's going to be because all the rumors that are out there really just talk about things like, you know, a smart band that can tighten itself, uh, more sleep tracking. (laughs) It really is more software stuff. So I'm not sure it really... You know, it really warrants a, re- a release like this, but I think we'll we'll find out next week. And the, and the same goes for Apple TV. There's rumors that come out now, like, you know, a couple days before the event, that we're going right. to see a new Apple TV with the A12 chip on it. Same form Ooh. factor and everything. But, you know, is is there a benefit to that? We've just seen the introduction of HDR. We've got 4K. They're amping up their TV service. We're probably going to hear about that. So does it yeah. make sense to, to mub that up? 
Uh, does it make sense? I, I'm I mean, it makes sense to have an increase and have yeah, an update, it, but out of I would like that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's worthy. You know, in, in a lot of these things, sometimes they just do like a little passing. Oh, by the way, we're also updating the Apple TV. Anyway, on to Apple Watch. It's yeah, like, exactly. hey, what, what'd you say? And the people that I, I, I personally am always excited about an Apple TV update. I think, again, it's one of those products that I use a lot more than I think I'm going to use, and I end up enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I still think that now... Now that Disney, you know, Disney Plus is on the horizon, right? And this is going to be a big deal. So having, you know, have, having Apple make, you know, consumers aware. I think, you know what, Mark? Sometimes you do updates just to, and again, maybe Reminds this is something consumers... It. It's like rebranding. Exactly. Yeah, so, rebranding. Exactly. So maybe people have to realize that for a lot of products, you know, streaming devices in particular, especially when there's a new service like Disney Plus, their brand new streaming service coming out, maybe you do a slight refresh that seems incremental and stupid, but as we just said, Reminds it's free advertising for yeah. your product you know so i think for apple it might not be a bad idea to do that you know and and as for the apple watch i held off on the you know apple watch the fourth one yep. uh series four and i wish i i wish i had one but i had just gotten the, you know the three as a gift so there was no i couldn't do it i didn't want to do it. it's like oh daddy loves his gift i'm getting the new one so they would uh, you know known. It, it, yeah, <laughs> I could have done it sneakily, right? Yeah. Uh, if they if they do come out with an Apple Watch, I think it'll be interesting. I don't know that it's 100% necessary. I'd still like to see Apple and every tech company out there get out of this every year cycle of putting out a new, you know, fill in the blank here, whether it's a watch, a phone. I still would like to see a two-year yeah. cycle where the updates become, oh, now I, I see something substantial. Because really, how many people are like us that hold off that say, and we're tech enthusiasts, yeah. and we hold off. So how many people that aren't tech enthusiasts go, oh, another iPhone, another Samsung, on Galaxy Note, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. You know, why not? If you waited two years, people would actually care. You'd give people a real reason to buy the new products. I think we might see sales increase if they waited two years. Okay, finally, you know, there's been talk about this introduction of a new MacBook Pro, a 16 inch model that's going to come somewhat along the lines of the same form factor as the 15 inch. Okay. In some cases, when they have released a larger screen device, it actually ends up being, you know, almost smaller sometimes. I can imagine this being a little bit more wider of a screen to the 15, which will right. allow them to widen the actual chassis where the keyboard is, which will allow them to you know shrink down the speakers and actually make this a thinner, lighter, bigger screen device. Do you think that's something we're going to see alongside an iPhone and an Apple Watch? Uh, for some reason, I don't think we will, but I've been surprised. Listen, it, it, it's totally possible. I I, I, <laughs> I don't think we will, and I'm kind of hoping they don't. I really want to focus on uh, this. Is this tends to be more of a mobile keynote than anything else? Yeah. You know, we've seen. We, haven't we seen in the past? Have we seen iPads announced no, these no, events? No, they later, are they're later in the year. They're yeah, later in the year. October right? or somewhere mid-year, somewhere like March, sometimes. right? You know, I'd I, I said we, we, you know, this is usually a mobile keynote, but like we said, Apple is trying to sort of refresh and rebrand and uh, revitalize, I should say, their lineup. So I don't know. The only thing that worries me, Mark, is like every other Apple laptop, you talk about thinner, lighter, sleeker, and when all I hear is, uh, you know, throttling and throttling and throttling because you know they have these great chips in these in these computers and these chassis are not designed to manage the heat properly. So you end up not being able to use the full power of the processors in these devices because the yeah. chassis is too small. So I'm hoping. Wouldn't you like to see Apple do a pro product like a pro laptop and a MacBook Pro? That actually is big and beefy, kind of like Alienware used to do no. with their heavier laptops. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't no think maybe so. not. 
maybe not that thick. I'd still like to see it just a tiny bit thicker. If that meant that I could, you know, because, Mark, there are plenty of people that use their laptops as their desktops. Yes. Okay? If you made a higher-end model or if you made a model for power users that were using it as their main system, made it a little thicker, a little heavier, you know, maybe, you know, made the Pro Ultimate. I don't know. The naming is going to drive me crazy. But I would like to have something that can actually use all the power that's built inside of it without worrying about, oh, well, we don't really have the capacity to use all the power because it generates too much heat because we made the chassis so small. I wouldn't mind seeing something a little bigger if it meant being able to access the full potential of the product I paid for. A conversation for another day. All right. I tried to squeeze it in here. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. Again, follow along on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. It is at Your Tech Report. We will find out all the details about this event, and we will have a, a great chat with you guys on Tuesday after the Apple keynote when we find out if all these details were true, if maybe we were wrong. Uh, we will see you again then, and we will speak to you again then. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash your tech report for the latest in breaking tech news and reviews your tech report.com i'm matt kundal host of the sound off podcast the show about podcast and broadcast since 2016 we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades legendary broadcasters research wizards talent experts podcasters voice talent almost 400 stories all for free subscribe or follow the sound off podcast on apple podcasts spotify amazon music or at soundoffpodcast.com I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.